I cannot make a podcast until I have all the equipment, every episode figured out, links put in the descriptions, a neat picture. Oh my God, this is too much. I quit. All right. Let's talk about executive function. Welcome to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for the newly diagnosed adults with ADHD. I am your host and ADHD Big Brother, Rush Jones. I've got ADHD. I love it. And I really hate it. So let's talk about motorboating. Just kidding. Let's talk about ADHD. Here we go. Hey guys. Okay. So I want to help people with ADHD. I have the tools. I have the focus. I have the gift, the light. I'm the chosen one. I have the chosen ability. But because, and because of my circumstances and my strengths, uh, I decided that podcasting would not only be fun, but hopefully it's the right way for me to go. So I choose to create a podcast. Well, now what? Well, as someone with ADHD, the laundry list of overwhelming tasks happen as I start researching podcasts, articles on how to make them. Oh my God, that's a lot. Listening to other podcasts. Oh my God, I'm an imposter. And I only have so many hours in the day to build this thing. So what do I do? I need graphics. I need a platform. I, 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 there's so much I have to do. I can actually feel a little anxious just talking about it. So what's going on here? I have this amazing creative idea and I let my brain go for it. It's like I'm in affirmation land, you know, where you have this brilliant idea and wow, I've got a million people listening to my podcast and I help so many people and they, they tell me what a game changer this was for them and, and their ADHD and I'm mentally successful, but I'm not moved forward at all. Like I, I haven't moved forward an inch at that point. So when it's time for me to leave my mind, my fantasy and enter into the reality and do the work, I get stuck. And so we get stuck in ADHD. We can't get started because there's clearly a thousand things to do. We don't know which one is the most important, but the successful vision of myself is already there and knows what to do. So why, why don't I know? But the real me doesn't. And that feels sucky. It feels overwhelming. It causes anxiety because I just see the precious hours of the day slip away. And then when I do make some headway, I don't see a big enough result. So I'm left thinking, okay, I'm no good. I'm not good enough to do this. Can you relate to that? That maybe that there's a big project at your work. You have this big thing to get done by Friday and there's many parts to juggle. There's not knowing where to start creates this uh, stall point. The way I visualize this, it's like being in your Lamborghini mind, okay? As ADHD people, we have these Lamborghini minds that can just take off, man. If we are focused and in the moment, we can just fly. But sometimes there's a boot on it. And even though the engine works and the engine roars, it's not moving. So you're flooring it because you're ready to go on this project, but you're up on the rack and the wheels are just spinning. It's like on uh, uh, it's like on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You remember when they were uh, trying to run the odometer backwards? And sorry if you haven't seen it. Now you have homework. You're going to need to watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And at the end, when they're trying to run the odometer back, spoiler alert, it doesn't work. So, so there's the reference. They're trying to spin the wheels backwards to run the odometer backwards so that the dad doesn't find out that they took the car out for the day. Well, the car was floored. The wheels are spinning, but when it wasn't rolling the odometer back, Cameron, the character, got frustrated, kicked the car, and it flew off the rack and out of the garage, totally crashed. And that 
is ADHD. We get stuck, we beat ourselves up, and then we crash. So what is at play here from a scientific standpoint? Okay, let's put on our glasses and explore this. This is what relates to executive function. No, I'm not talking about a boardroom where the executives sit around and talk about their functions. I'm talking about the ability for us to just do a thing. And they call that executive dysfunction for us because we're special. There's two components of executive function uh, or dysfunctionalizing as I see it here. That is the activation. That's just the getting started part, the motivation to just get started and the complex problem solving. So that would be the taking uh, an issue apart, looking at all the pieces and then putting it back together again. So let's take a look at this from the standpoint of just me putting together this podcast. Uh, there are so many pieces to putting together a podcast. It's not just, hey, I've got a podcast and I record episodes and now, now you're listening to me and check the link in the description for uh, some helpful resources on ADHD. It's not like that. There, the episodes have to be written. The research has to be done. I have to film it. I ha- record it. I have to. There's so many aspects to this. Uh, but my ADHD brain just wants it done. So there's that getting started part. Okay, great. So now you know how my brain works. Big deal. How do I do anything with this? What am I supposed to do? And that's a great question. So here's what I did for the podcast. And this is actually how I uh, work with myself in terms of dealing with getting started and taking apart these issues. I have uh, adopted a be cool with myself idea where I know that things are going to be difficult So the frustration of not being finished before I've even started, I know that those feelings might come up and I'm going to recognize those feelings as they come up. Then I'm going to adopt my roll down the hill mentality, which is that if you didn't hear, see the first podcast or hear the first first podcast, my overall goal setting and achieving and doing things has a different dynamic to it. I don't subscribe to the climbing of a mountain, your goals are at the top of the mountain and things have to be difficult and there's going to be adversity and struggle and blah, blah, blah. I don't go in for that. I make everything an ADHD roll. We just roll down the hill. So my goal is at the bottom of a hill. So when it comes to me getting started, I ask myself, what is the very, very, very first thing that I would need to do in order to achieve this thing I'm working on? And for the podcast, Let's say, I can't remember specifically, but let's say it was, oh, I'm going to brainstorm topics. Okay, so then I would set a timer for 15 minutes, something that is so minuscule that it's impossible for me not to do it. And I would just set a timer for 15 minutes and work on brainstorming. And that is my one focus for that one moment of time. And you will hear that through anybody that is coaching ADHD, which is timed scheduled work sessions, I call them, and small enough time frames that they're manageable. Because sometimes you're doing tasks that suck, that are nightmares. And if you just go, oh, I'm going to work on this until it's done, it is a monumental struggle. But if you say to yourself, I'm going to set a timer for 30 minutes and I'm going to work on this nightmare for 30 minutes. And I know 
that that timer is going to go off and I can do this for 30 minutes. And however far I get is however far I get. That is such a game changer and I would highly recommend you try it. So the setting of the timer is a great way to just get started because you've you've given yourself just a very small amount of time to get started. Oftentimes what will happen is that will build momentum. Once you're doing the thing, then you can just start blasting off. But knowing that you have a timer helps. The other component of this is the complex problem solving. So oftentimes when you're dealing with a large project, it feels monumentally overwhelming. And that's when we put things off and what the normal people would call procrastination. The best analogy I can think of, or metaphor, I don't know what it is. It's an example, a visual example, is think of a work project perhaps that is due on Friday. You're, you have to get something done on Friday. It's Monday. You're stressing out. You're like, oh my God, uh, this is so much work. I don't know what to do. And the normal scenario would be that Wednesday, you'd start to really stress out about it. Thursday, you'd realize you're only a third of the way done. And Friday's a big fat scramble. Well, try to take a work session, a timed session where you sit down and you reflect on this big project. Think of it, I'll use an example of reading a book because it's it's simple enough. Think of the project as reading a book. It's a 200-page book that you have to have a report done on Friday, and it's Monday. So for 30 minutes, I'm going to sit here, and it probably won't take 30 minutes, but I'm going to sit down and analyze this book. I'm going to take it apart. It's 200 pages long, okay, and it's going to take me about an hour to write a book report, I believe. On Friday afternoon. Okay. So on a 200-page book, that gives me five days to read it. That equals 40 pages a day of reading plus a one-hour book report that I need to write on Friday. Okay. Next up is to take it even smaller. How long does it take me to read a page? Let's say it takes... I'm just going to say one minute. I, I don't know how fast you read. Don't come at me with this. All right, I know with ADHDers, it's harder to read, but let's just say for the sake of math and keeping it simple for my brain, it's one minute a page. That means it's going to take you 40 minutes a day to read 40 pages. That's one, you do a 45 minute work session and you can bang out your work in one, in one work session. But now that you have done the work to time yourself, figure out how long it takes you to read a page, then do the math on how long it takes to do 40 pages, then you can actually design your week knowing full well how much time is going to be allotted to each task and you can schedule that time. Yes, this is a pain in the ass uh, and it feels like a lot, but it's it'd take you like maybe 20 minutes. And especially with ADHD, take this to the bank with you. Every Oh, I just hit my, my thing, my guard thing. Take this to the bank with you. When you set a timer and you have one thing that you're focusing on, it usually takes far less time than you think it does to complete a task, if you're anything like me. So now if you do the work in advance, you can now, it takes a lot of the stress and the overwhelm and the anxiety out of your week because Thursday's not going to come around and you're going to realize you're only halfway done with the book and oh my God, how we typically act is we scramble when we have urgency. 
we operate really good when life takes away all of our options. But we operate usually under stressful conditions like that. So this is how we can work with our ADHD. We can partner with it and we can use it as a gift because when we know what we're focusing on, we are pretty darn good. Okay, that was a bit of a ramble there at the end, but I'm hoping that you guys were able to glean some information out of this. This is all a part of ADHD. We got to be cool with ourselves. And now that you know you have ADHD, and I know how hard that is when you first diagnosed and it's, it's an overwhelm, but it's a relief. It's just a whole cluster of emotion. And you could start this process now of becoming aware of when the struggles of life are related to ADHD and you can come up with creative solutions. So I'm on the other end of it now and I'm helping others because I went through that process. I know what it was like. I feel for you if that's where you're at, but I want to let you know that it's possible. There is a happiness. There is a, a, a way of life that is you can find contentness with with this new structure, with these new behaviors. And if I can do it, you can do it. I've dropped 40 pounds. My statement to the world is that I'm in the best shape of my life now that I'm in my mid-40s. And that's, I'm counting my 20s too. I gave up nicotine after a 20-year addiction. I gave up alcohol. And I, I have these systems in place specifically tailored to my specific brain and the, the systems work. Here's another tip for you before I go is that the systems change. They don't have to be perfect. This podcast, it's, it's not per, it's on episode two. This is not a perfect podcast by any stretch of the imagination. That's okay. I will build it as I go. Like my, and my diet, for example, that includes me eating whatever I want, whenever I want. My system for eating is that I eat really good and oftentimes quite boring most of the time. And so that way, when I feel like eating barbecue flavored potato chips by the handful, I can because I can't do the thing where I'm, you know, like a hardcore keto diet or I'm a, I'm a hardcore vegan or whatever it is that requires a very specific regimen. That for me is a recipe for failure. So I don't do it. So I figured out what was the best way for me to go where I don't have to give up anything that I don't want to. It also means that I don't expect to have rock hard abs. That was my initial impetus for getting in shape was, you know what, if I'm going to be miserable with this ADHD, can I at least just have abs? Well, I, in the course of my work, I realized what it would take to have those abs. And I have said to myself, no, thank you. Maybe someday I'll be like, yeah, man, let's go for it. But I am full of energy and I'm healthy and that's good enough. Good enough is great enough. And over time, your systems that you come up with, they might get boring or they might feel like they don't work anymore. That doesn't mean that you're a failure. That doesn't mean that it sucks. It means that it just doesn't work anymore. And if you're just cool with yourself, recognize that you get to be creative and you get to come up with the next thing that works for you. And what works for you? And I can offer up suggestions and that's what this podcast is all about. But in the end, you are so unique and you have so many fun ways to do things that work for you, whether you're singing when your car, whether you have to dance while you walk, whether you have to, whatever it is, the beauty is that it's up to you. You get to pick and it may or may not keep changing over time. 
All right, guys, thank you for tuning into episode two. I hope you were getting a lot out of this. If you have any suggestions on things that you want to learn about or want me to talk about, please leave me a message, get in touch, and I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye.